his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. We're so glad you're with us here today. We also are joined by Dr. Joseph Chang. He's the Chief Medical Officer at Parkland Health here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And you know, we wanted to connect with you because, you know, the, Depar- the Department of uh, State Health here in Texas, they've issued a health advisory. They're saying that all health care providers um, need to be aware of something with it animal tranquilizer called xylazine. It's been found mixed with some opioids that are also very common, something like uh, fentanyl. And and we wanted to kind of talk to you a little about it because personally, I've seen some pretty viral videos from other, uh, you know, um, news departments worldwide. And it's terrible. These people who are on this trank, as I've been hearing, it, it's really messing them up. Can, can you kind of, you know, break it down for our listeners? Yeah, it's a, it's a gigantic problem, Kristen. And, and like you said, it is it is worldwide, though. Uh, obviously, with Texas being uh, sort of where we are situated geographically, we see so much of this um, in, in our patient populations and, and, and certainly in our population here in Texas. The big problem, I mean, they're all big problems, but the, the big problem with this particular trank drug uh, is that it is designed for animals guys and i think that's one of the big things to remember this yeah, is not trank is tranquilizer it's short for tranquilizer right exactly oh, and, and it's just that's slang right that's the that's the sort of slang term for uh for this drug um and again i think the thing to remember here is that it's designed for animals this, this is not even a medicine that's designed for humans and so uh you can imagine something that's designed for a large animal like a horse or something like that being taken by a human that's that effect is it's number one, number one is completely unpredictable, right? Because again, this medicine was not even designed for our physiology. Um, but the other thing is it's going to be a, a gigantically large effect uh, because what is required to sedate a horse is very different than what it is, uh, what is necessary to sedate a human being. Is this the worst part about this uh, is that of course this, this met, this drug is not, uh, is not ever found alone really. Drug is just either known or unknown and nefariously mixed in uh, with other sedating drugs like heroin, like uh, fentanyl, which is, which is, of course, the, the biggest problem now. And that combined effect can be, in no exaggeration, deadly in many, many cases. Are there people that are taking this intentionally for the whole reason of you know, seeing the effects on social media, or is this more people drugging others? 
Oh, no, I, I think the vast majority of this and what we're seeing, at least in, in our hospital, is people doing intentionally to themselves. So this is just your standard sort of uh, uh, drug abuse sort of situation. Um, and because of the strength of it, uh, the addiction level um, for this particular combination of drugs, i.e. fentanyl, uh, and Trank is, is sort of off the charts. We don't really even have a, a, a good measure for it. Um, what small dose of fentanyl uh, is actually in there is greatly magnified by the Trank. And I think this is cutting of fentanyl, right? This is sort of cutting of that, of that initial uh, um, illicit substance is what allows sort of uh, suppliers to say, hey, my stuff is better quote unquote, it's stronger. And so that's why we're seeing uh, the, the mixture of fentanyl with Trank go up so quickly in all of our communities. It's because they're, they're selling this higher, more quote unquote, more effective drug for less volume. And so mm. that's how they're marketing it. That's wild. And, you know, it, it's really scary, you know, because we think about, you know, the opioid crisis within our teens right now, you know, the fact that we've been seeing it in schools, the yep. fact that opioids are, you know, openly being shared amongst, you know, groups of teens and they're dying from it. And you're saying that they might receive something that they don't even realize is tainted with this this new call drug. We thought fentanyl was the was the big you know problem. I remember when we thought black tar was heroin was the big problem. It seems like there's always something next. Well, and that's what we're always chasing, right? This is this is quite literally chasing a high, and this is this is what uh, the suppliers want to do, right? They want to uh, market their product as better and better and better, and we'll get you feeling even better and better, and and that's how they do it. And there's there's no question that the effect is magnified, and that's the whole point. Uh, but then again, the trouble of that is obviously doesn't take me to uh, say this is a complete unregulated sort of situation. So nobody knows how much of what is in whatever in that pill that or powder uh, that you're taking. And that's even that's an even bigger problem, guys. I mean, one of the things that we're seeing uh, is that uh, people have no idea how much they've taken because it's 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 not necessarily I, I took one tablet of this or two tablets of that, because um, that's one thing about illicit sort of sale of pharmaceuticals, right? Well, we know, okay, you took one tab, you took two tabs, you took three tabs. What does that mean? Uh, well, a lot of what we're seeing on the street and come into our emergency rooms now is powder, which is basically they, they give it to you in a baggie and you just take whatever you want, right? So there's absolutely no way of knowing um, what you've taken and how to counteract that. And, and as we're sort of mentioning counter, counter, counteracting some of these medicines, I mean, understand that opioids, we have a very good agent to counteract that, right? So what we call uh, uh, naloxone, right? So, but again, remember that once these things are mixed, once opioids are now mixed with other sedating medicines, those sedating medicines may not have an antidote. And, and xylazine is one of those that we really have nothing to counteract it. So you're talking about with uh, the naloxone, Narcan is basically Narcan, right. saying the common thing is, so if, if someone's ODing on this, Narcan would be the one to bring them out, but is there anything that can be used to bring them out of a, of a possible overdose? So it, in this case, there isn't, right? So if it's pure fentanyl, uh, Narcan does it. Boom, they wake up. They may not feel great, but, you know, because you took their high away, but, but they're, they're essentially up and awake, right? Um, we don't have an anti-xylosine, 
We don't have an anti-trank at all in, a, in our entire sort of, you know, pantheon of, of medications that we have. So that's basically a sleep it off if you can. Ooh. But if you can't mm-hmm. and you stop breathing, well, that has obvious uh, ramifications. You know, Dr. Chang, a, lo- a lot of parents right now, you know, they, they just finished with the stress of having their kids home for, you know, spring break, right. trying to, you know, entertain them, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that somebody was home to take care of them if, you know, they couldn't take their whole day off from work or the whole week off from work. Um, and, and it, you know, it's it's a lot to be a parent uh, mm-hmm. in these days, you know, with social media being one, the pandemic did a toll on our, on our kids. Um, but, you know, drugs... Drugs have always been a big problem with, you know, with with the safety of kids um, being out and about with and unsupervised. You know, this past week was uh, or this week is National Poison Prevention Week. What are some things that parents maybe either need to keep in the house or need to talk to their kids about if they do get into a dangerous situation? And what do they need to look for if somebody is overdosing? How do they know? You know, I think those are all really good questions, all broad and, and probably require uh, an hour just for each of those topics. But but really, I would break it down into two sort of situations that are common with our you know kids less than 18, right? Less than 18. Um, school age kids that are at home. The drugs at school are, are a less of a problem, right? We're talking your, your elementary school kids, right? However, these sorts of issues do follow people home. And so we are seeing that uh, these, this young group of kids, uh, one of the leading uh, reasons that they get sent to the emergency room is poisoning, right? We I talked about that. And the largest uh, category of poisonings is opioid poisonings. And how does that happen? It's not because the kids are going out on the street. These eight, nine-year-olds are buying drugs off the street. They are not. What are they, what are they doing? They're actually reaching for and getting uh, substances that are being brought home. Okay, so so this is one part of the the sort of uh, opioid ep- epidemic that that maybe is sort of going unnoticed is that the collateral damage uh, for for some of these activities is is tremendous uh, because it reaches those those uh, those kids in those families that really have no idea what they're ingesting, right? These three, four-year-old kids who just reach up on a counter, grab whatever's there, and just stick it in their mouths. That's just what they do, right? Uh, and if we as adults are bringing those things home, well, that's on us. And, and that's a big part of this that we really need to understand. The other piece of this, uh, if we look at the older folks, right, if we look at the older kids, junior high, high school, now now that is when education is so important um, because it is in schools, Right. And it's not even necessarily being sold in schools. Uh, I I tell you, even uh, just talking to my friends who are parents, um, even in sort of well-to-do communities, this is not uncommon for their children to be approached with, hey, try this. This is great. Right. And this is their friends asking them to try something. And if we don't educate our children uh, about these sort of things, uh, well, why not try it? My friend tried it. Why shouldn't I try it? And so that's the other source that we see uh, this coming from. But that's always been the problem uh, dating back, you know, decades. It's always been something with peer pressure to, you know, you're not cool if you don't try this. But then you you instantly put your life at risk and it's just getting more and more dangerous. Yeah. You know, one of the things as docs that uh, so so you guys know that here here at Parkland, we have a lot of pediatric clinics and then we have a lot of pediatric providers and a lot of patients. You know, and one of the things that we really, really stress uh, in every one of those well-child visits is is a talk about education regarding illicit substances at school. It's just one of those things. You cannot talk about enough 
uh, with your children, guys. Th th this is this is not a topic to shy away from. It may be uncomfortable. It it may be something like, oh my gosh, this is obvious. My kids would never do it. But I am telling you, you cannot say it enough. Uh, the number of times that we hear stories uh, from our patients about, I never thought it would happen. Uh, no, it couldn't be at my school. It couldn't be my kid. Uh, well, guess what? It can. It's everywhere. Um, and and so you, again, you cannot you cannot talk about this uh, subject enough with your children. My last question to you is: How does it affect a healthcare worker when they have to deal with a child that has overdosed on you know drugs? Well, you, you know, we talked about uh, this kind of thing a lot with with COVID, right? Um, once you're in my emergency room, or once you are in my hospital, it is too late. No matter what I want to do, uh, I can't do anything against an overdose of Frank. You just have to wait and see and see what happens. It, it, those are helpless, helpless situations. Um, uh, I am a healthcare worker, and I feel that inability to help is, is one of the most uh, uh, frustrating and, and sort of heartbreaking situations that I can think of as a healthcare provider. But however, I'm also a father. And just again, imagine uh, if that's your kid. That makes it even worse. Most of us who are healthcare workers are also parents. Uh, and we're certainly sons and daughters, and we're often brothers and sisters, right? And we feel that from that side as well, you know, because that patient is always going to be someone's loved one. Uh, and, and putting ourselves uh, in that, uh, in those shoes uh, always affects us in, in, in tremendous ways. You talk about getting the message out to kids. Again, this has been an issue as the generations have gone out to get that message out. Do they listen and how do you get them to listen? Do they need to be, you know, scared straight? Yeah, you know, it, there, there's parts of all of that, right? And, and some of these reports uh, that come out on TV, I, I think that, well, that, that, are, that come out from CDC and things like that, we need to we need to perpetuate them. We need to talk about them in the media, on TV, on radio, on your shows. Um, it, these are the things that we, we have to do, number one, as experts, but again, also as citizens of the community. I think it behooves us all uh, to, to, again, perpetuate that message over and over and over and over again. Um, we did this. We talked about this in COVID, right? Uh, we talked about how you and you two and I talked about this a lot, about how initially, you know, there's a there's a there's a certain ramp up and uptake of, of the of the vaccines, right, of COVID vaccines, but then it plateaued, right? And then we th that was the first the first wave. Everyone who wanted it got it, right? They already wanted it. They didn't need any convincing, right? But then we we hit a plateau, and in order to get to that next plateau, what did we have to do? We had to talk about it over and over and over and over again. Um, and this is just another one of those things. Again, I would encourage uh, our listeners. Uh, to understand that we cannot talk about it enough. We, we ourselves might get tired of saying the same thing over and over and over, but if just one person hears that, that makes a difference in that person's life. Uh, so we really need to continue to do that. That is Dr. Joseph Chang, the Chief Medical Officer at Parkland Health here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex on today's Ask the Expert. Thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.